RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this is another edition of Red Pill News for Saturday Night Livestream. Joining me in the studio tonight, two esteemed guests, one returning federal whistleblower Tara Rodas, and for the very first time, from America's Future, Mary Flynn O'Neill. Very pleased to welcome these ladies here tonight. We're going to have a tough conversation, but it's a necessary conversation. I want to tell a story. So just recently, I covered an issue where a employee in the Department of Defense was caught up in a human trafficking sting. And he ended up soliciting some women who had been forced into brothels, essentially, mobile brothels. And someone had acted like, oh, it's not the same thing as child trafficking. You know, forced exploitation and and forced sex with anybody, I don't care how old they are, it's disgusting. But it's particularly offensive when it's a child. And I don't know that people think about this, but children who are forced into sex trafficking and exploitation... Oftentimes, if they don't escape, they're going to remain in that by the time they grow up. So if we're going to disrupt this thing, I think it's worth doing it from both ends. And, you know, I don't think we can make apologies or pretend that it's okay because someone is an adult. The whole thing, it's awful and we can't stand for it. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this. If there is one thing that we can probably agree on, it's that electricity bills are rising at historic rates and there doesn't seem to be any end in sight. You talk to enough people and you're going to soon realize that pretty much everyone is shocked at the size of their power bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as much as 60% in as little as two years. And that's why tens of thousands of people just like you are using this magical little device to help slash their energy bills. It's a small but sophisticated gas that stabilizes the electrical currents in your home, reduces dirty electricity, and helps to protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help dramatically lower energy consumption and ultimately help to reduce your power bills month after month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But wait, there's more. If you place your order right now, you're also going to get 66 
26% off, fast shipping within the United States of America, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee so you can know that it works. Simply go to the link in the description of this video, don'twastepower.com, and take advantage of this limited-time offer before they sell out. Once again, that's don'twastepower.com. Click the link in the description box below, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. Welcome back, everyone. Once again, thank you so much for joining us, and please join me in welcoming my esteemed guests for this evening, Mary Flynn O'Neill and Tara Rodas. Mary, let's start with you. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm so, I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, We're really honored to be here. I'm great. It's my pleasure to host you. We actually had an opportunity to meet at the premiere of Into the Light in Nashville. So it's really awesome to finally have you here in person. Thank you. Tara, it's so wonderful to see you once again. How have you been? Yes, Zach, it is really great to see you again. And, you know, it's been an interesting ride since I saw you the last time. But I really appreciate that, you know, you're continuing to cover what we now know is government-sponsored, taxpayer-funded, child trafficking. So we just really appreciate you and your audience. Absolutely. And and I appreciate the fact that you guys are working together now. America's Future, Tara, and it appears that you're also working with a number of other whistleblowers. Um, Mary, please, uh, how did America's Future and your organization, how did you guys start down this path? Well, you know, um, this organization, I have to say, is going to be 78 years old this year. Wow. That is a lot for people to understand and and realize that this organization has been around as one of the first nonprofit uh, organizations in this country, the United States of America. And it was fighting against uh, and uh, uh, warning people about communism coming, public school books, uh, paraphernalia. Also, it even talked about the New World Order. Wow. They talked about uh, military weapon trees. All kinds of information was going out uh, with America's future. So uh, it actually, I took it over as executive director when my brother, General Flynn, asked, uh, he became the chairman, he asked me to come and uh, direct this organization. So it's basically was a startup for me because it was dormant for about 20 years. Phyllis Schlafly had it. And she just used it as a publishing clearinghouse. So basically, when I looked at this organization, the best thing that I thought we needed to do was go into the court systems and start fighting with uh, filing amicus briefs and so forth to uh, counteract some of these unconstitutional decisions that were being, you know, brought forth and and just the Constitution was being our our individual rights were just getting trampled trampled on. So that's what we did. So we filed and we continue to file. We have some great cases. We just uh, got, we were the only case that just uh, came in with Fletcher versus United States, which is a very big case uh, that uh, America's Future was the only one on. And the, and the U.S. Supreme decided that they were going to bring it up. And that has to do with the January 6th fellas. Oh, that yes. Can help thousands and thousands of people and Donald Trump. So that case is a big case. And I'm very proud of America's Future. They they wrote a, a an amazing brief. Basically, what I did next was tell my brother we have to start fighting for children. Amen. And and my mantle has come from my own mother, who was a uh, founder of the pro-life, right-to-life movement in this country. And so we grew up watching my mother run against senators and Congress and 
so forth, only on the pro-life platform. And um, children were extremely important to her. And 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 I just said to my brother, it's children now, Michael. We we really have to uh, we really have to start addressing this child exploitation and, and trafficking. They're the future. We don't have a future without the children. And, you know, my own experience with my own kids going through my middle daughter went through family court. My grandchildren were taken in the middle of the night. I mean, I've had some very interesting personal, uh, you know, tragic things happen with my own kids. So that fight is 20 years for me. So this this is like I knew it. I, I knew this was all real. This is not conspiracy. Uh, we put this team together. That is an exceptional team. And Tara is a huge part of it. When I met Tara, um, a great friend said, you've got to get a hold of Tara. She's just blown the whistle on, you know, the government. And, you know, I was already I was aware of the government doing this in the CPS and the foster care system. So it really connected with me. But when I called her, I could tell she hadn't known the stuff that she was seeing. So I know it was hard for her to to grasp what she was just witnessing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Tara, this is some of the ugliest stuff that I think people can imagine. I mean, it's difficult to rationalize or even comprehend that this sort of thing is going on. You know, the whole fight with CPS and and the organized theft of children, the, the business that's built up around that, whether it's the judges or the lawyers or the the, the therapists that they force you to go see, uh, and then obviously taking your children away entirely. I mean, honestly, it, it pales in comparison to the evil that you witnessed because this is so much more overt. These are children who oftentimes are just untrackable. And they're pushed into a system which is rife with corruption, which is structured for pedophiles to bring them into child trafficking for them never to be seen again. And I was in in the recent special that you did with America's Future. You know, I was really shocked uh, to see some of the, the the stuff that the other people were saying. I mean, you know, you know that there is something evil happening, but when you hear. The expediency, like the speed with which they were trying to shove these kids through just so that they could make sure that they would disappear into the system. You know that there is an awareness about this. You know, it's not just you and this handful of other people. The individuals who were running this show, they were fully aware of exactly what they were doing. And that is just so satanically evil. Yeah. And Zach, I think that that's the thing that was so shocking to me. Um, Obviously, tonight I'm speaking in my personal capacity and not on behalf of the government. Yes. But I've been a government employee for more than 20 years. And most of that, almost 18 years, has been in the inspector general community that combats fraud, waste and abuse. So to see such flagrant fraud and federal employees with such lack of care of children is is still stunning to me. It is still stunning to me. And I think, Zach, I had shared with you and your viewers the, the last time I was on the show when we were alerting the higher ups on the site, because my boss was an attorney, 
right? Secretary Bercetta is an attorney. So the secretary for HHS, he does not have a healthcare background, but he does have a legal background. Mm-hmm. So he he's passing on to his people what they need to say. And I can only say what was said to me by my boss, who was the director of the federal case management team. We had turned in a trafficking case in Austin that involved four children. And so we flagged that address. No more children were supposed to go to this place in Austin. We turned it over for investigation. And a case manager comes running up to me and she's like, Tara, Tara, they, we're, I'm, my child, this is, they're saying they're going to that same place in Austin. I'm like, what are you talking about? There has to be a mistake. And I go running down to the command center. My boss, who's the attorney, is there. And I said, hey, look, you know, I work for you. I was happy it was the attorney because I figured she would understand my concern, right? I said, uh, but I've always been taught that we should like have a common sense check here. We are getting ready to send someone to this address that we just turned over for investigation. And she said, Tara, Tara, we only get sued if we keep kids in care too long. We don't get sued by traffickers. Are you clear we don't get sued by traffickers. That was the response of the United States federal government. And today, 85,000 children are missing. Today, children are calling a hotline, hundreds of them every single month, saying, please help me, I'm being abused, neglected, or trafficked. The children are telling these tales. There was a 140% increase in the calls of foreign-born children to the Office of Trafficking in Persons. This is an F, okay? The federal government, Office of Refugee Resettlement, gets an F. There is no organization that could be run like that, where you lose one-third of every child that comes into your care. No, it's, it's unacceptable, and to me, it's, I'm still stunned that the truth is actually stranger than fiction. You know, I was thinking, Mary, when you were telling us about your mom, you know, they made a movie about the woman who basically, you know, got Roe versus Wade passed. You know, she she was the the whole thing. But, you know, this is the kind of stuff that I think they should be making movies about. They should make a movie about your mom saving kids. They should make a movie about Tara saving kids. But instead, they make movies about killing kids and how it should be okay. Everybody should be okay with it. Yeah. Well, we know from Into the Light, if you just watch that movie, you'll know what they've been doing to people for years, right? I mean, you know, Michael Smith knows more. And he's so humble about the stories that he knows, because he knows a lot of these people, and he's been in their presence, too. So, he, you know, you know, he doesn't like to talk about some of the stuff he, he has seen, but this stuff has been going on for a very long time. And, uh, you know, we just have to we have to change. We have to change movies. We have to make these movies when we're going to do that. That's one of the reasons that we did this whistleblower piece, because, you know, people and Michael wants to do more. I mean, we do have to show these stories. And the only the only thing that we've got to do is learn is know that we have another platform that we have to we have to go to another world yes. and that's being done they have a they have a 
of an idea and a plan for for a co-op that they're talking about, which is going to be a very spectacular thing, which I've been involved with. And it's another world. We have to go to another world and we're going to do that. We have to show these stories. There's incredible stories. I mean, I mean, just the Americans, uh, the stories of Americans that have sacrificed so much in this country. Um, we need more of that. Our children need more of that. They need to know what their mothers and fathers did. I'm very proud of my mother. I didn't know what she was doing half the time, except dragging us all around with her. And, you know, because, you, you know, there was nine kids. So we all had to be together. And, you know, I didn't know what she was doing. And, and I do know as I grew up and look, look where I'm at. I, I'm, 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 I'm fighting just like her. And, and it's in, it's about kids. You know, I mean, we have to, we have to save these kids. We have to understand that there's, this is at an epidemic beyond epidemic proportions. And we know that from what they're doing at the border by bringing children at the border, just children. It used to be an adult you'd see with a child. And then you see when Biden started going, you just see children left at the border. So it's, it's a supply. They need the supply. They, they have the demand. And by the way, I really, uh, I really want to say that people need to really understand that many of these children are being used for pornographic reasons. Yes. So I, I, I can't take that lightly anymore. That's, that's going to be my new challenge to a lot of men and women, um, to, to get off the pornography. It is not healthy for anybody to be on watching pornography anything that has to do with it it's it's contributing to children being hurt and understand that's really where we're at with this this pornography is starting i'm doing a lot of research on on how many kids and what happens i mean you see covid women moms were mothers were actually selling their kids during that that was an increase of of, a period of time where kids were being sold to be put on or making pornography. So I, I'm really getting, that's really getting to me. There's, there's something the Lord's kind of bringing to me, but I'm, I'm not actually, you know, I challenge people to stop, please stop, please stop the pornography. You know, it's, it's sick. I mean, it's it's not just damaging to to children and and to society in general, but I mean, to the consumer, it changes your brain. And there's recently been a whistleblower. Well, uh, more like a a kind of a Project Veritas type thing, an undercover journalist who um, had gotten some people who work at Pornhub, one of these giant. I think it's the biggest porn site on the on the net. And, you know, they basically admitted that they have this like porn pipeline where they want to push the user through more and more extreme things so that they want to consume porn all the time. And like, you know, pretty it's like drugs, you know, pretty soon it's not enough just to be here. You have to be way over here. And eventually that leads to the kind of crazy insanity that we see with people consuming child pornography. You know, I mean, and like I think a lot of people will see someone get busted, you know, just like somebody who looks like a normal person. They've got a family. They, they've got, you know, uh, an excellent job or something like that. They used to be a normal person. And now all of a sudden they're obsessed with this one thing because it's the only thing that makes them feel anything, I guess. I, I don't even know. It's it's difficult to understand how somebody could get to that point. But we live in a very different world now. And they yeah. want to 
Uh, well, I mean, you know, there's been this ongoing uh, mission essentially that that the the powers that be have had, you know, to destroy the family, to uh, you know, even to destroy the individual, to destroy your faith, you know, just take away all these things that keep you safe, that that help mold you into uh, a, a successful person, you know, a, a contributing member of society, and so you know, now we're in this place where you see all of this debauchery and and disgusting behavior. Did you guys see what happened in the Senate building this weekend? Yes. Exactly. Yes. I, mean, I, I can't even. I, I mean, like, <clears throat> they were talking about on January 6th, people people walked in and prayed, and those guys are going to prison? And we had some some dudes making a porno in the freaking Senate building? And, like, that's totally cool, okay, because they're Democrats, right? <laughs> well, if you look at some of these people, I mean, that that is absolutely it's I mean, shocking. that's that's horrific. It's 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 despicable. <clears throat> and and now they've got names. There's more. I'll tell you, I don't I, I think that that whole that whole, you know, D.C. is really being exposed. And I they are. and I and I know that the Lord has his hand in that because it's it's if you if you look at some of the people that have been recently kind of busted for for hurting a child, the majority of even down here in Florida, this Christian Ziegler and this guy uh, who was a big donor of uh, uh, he committed suicide. I don't think of his name right now. Was it Kyle? I, he was a big donor of Dan, DeSantis. If oh, yes. Go, he, he was being invested. He was being investigated. So he commits suicide. But uh, many of these people, if you go to their their technology, their computers, I guarantee you that you find child pornography or images. And, you know, how many times you hear that all the time, 1200 images of child porn. I mean, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. The Senate, the Senate, these guys that have been in, that have been in the Senate and the, and the Congress, I'll tell you, boy, oh boy, if they're compromised. And even general Flynn has said this for many years that a lot of these guys have been compromised. Oh, that, they go overseas. They know they get, you know, get compromised over there. And they come back in the country and look what they are. I mean, there's, there's, there's so much, there's so much corruption and 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 evil crap they're doing. It's, I don't know how they, I don't know how they go to sleep. I, I don't know. Well, what they do at night, you know. You know, I mean, the 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 their heads down. the use of of pedophilia by the intelligence community has been widely known yes. for a long time. It's the easiest way to control somebody because exactly right. at that point, the pedophile is number one, they're protected by the federal government or perhaps mm-hmm. by another Intel agency from another nation. Mm-hmm. So they know that they're not going to go to jail. Nothing's going to happen to them. And they're right. going to be willing to do whatever the person providing the child or the material is going to ask them to do. And like, and that's how we get these career politicians, 50 years in Congress, multimillionaires owning multiple homes in Rehoboth Beach or Martha's Vineyard. I don't care where it is. You know, I know they're certainly not worried about ocean levels rising because they're building brand new beach homes. And they've yeah. also got way too much money to be a public servant. And they probably have a very cozy relationship with either the FBI or the CIA. There's a reason they wanted to make sure that FISA stayed on the books in an unadulterated form because it's definitely not only being used against the American people. Certainly, I'm sure 
we've caught some terrorists and stuff. But they've definitely used it illegally against us. And they're definitely using it against Congress because they want to make sure those checks keep coming. They want to make sure that the gravy train continues to flow, that nothing stops whatever it is that they want to do. And ultimately, it's the destruction, the total destruction of our country. You made an excellent point earlier, Mary, and I was thinking the same thing when I was putting the show together. You know, children are America's future, like literally and figuratively, because without children, we don't have a future. Our country, if we stop having kids, if we stop caring about kids, if, you know, a a child is created in the belly of their mother and that mother goes and aborts it, kills that baby to never have a baby again, they're damaged, they're not going to be able to get pregnant again, you know, then we're not going to be able to propagate our own species, okay? We're not going to be able to continue to have children, to to make the next generations of Americans. And these people, to them, children are their future too, you know, but it's just in the opposite, the, the antithesis, you know, instead of appreciating, understanding, respecting life, okay, They see a child as a tool, a toy, you know, I I mean, a possession for them to act out whatever sick desires they have on them. And and they get what they want because there are so many people who are compromised. You're so right. You know, I live just outside of Washington, D.C. So it's interesting. I had a. uh... And, you know, we just had a Fairfax County um, school board member swear in on, would not swear in on the Bible for their position, but swore in on LGBTQ plus, you know, books. And if people don't understand why they're doing that, I mean, I'm not sure people understand that that's how they train children from small ages yeah. to consent yes. to rape That's by right. adults. Mm-hmm. That's right. Those are what the traffickers use. Traffickers use pornography. <clears throat> yep. That's right. To train children how to be raped. That's right. Now, I hope your listeners get that. There's not a person on the planet who has sex with the child because they care about the child. No. It's because they care about themselves and their own disordered desires. Make no mistake about it. That's right. And they are using these children and they are grooming a whole generation of children to Mm -hmm. accept being raped by adults. Now, people can say, well, you know, it's only for children at this age. No, no. People do not understand what a person does with a 20-month-old, okay? That's right. These are things I wish I never knew, Yep. okay? I had the privilege maybe three weeks back now of hearing Tom Holman talk about what happened to a 20-month-old raped in every orifice, a 20-month-old child, Okay. People need to understand we're we're not playing, you know, we're not playing a game here. And you mentioned Pornhub, and I, I have to give a shout out to Arden Young and Eric Cochran, who broke that story. Right. And um, they, they did expose how this is their plan, is to get people more and more self-focused and addicted 
and then they're going to start acting out. And that's just what happens. And it's, it's very sad, but I'm, I'm so grateful that Mary and all of America's future is raising, you know, raising the alarm on what's happening. Well, you know, we're just, we're just trying to, you know, the biggest thing that we can do. And I, and I know, and I know this is, you know, it, it seems, it seems like it's crazy, but you know, the regular normal grassroots people, the people in their communities, they don't really understand what to look for and and how to identify certain things. And, you know, when when we do the summit, we just came back from Michigan. And of course, in Sarasota, Florida, was it still continues to make an impact. I can't tell you how much of an impact. I mean, we did that in August and we're still going heavy. We're still, you know doing a lot of stuff. In fact, you know, Tara got us involved with the grand jury and, and that's made a huge, uh, big impact. And, and, uh, there's a grooming bill that we're going to pick up in January, this grooming bill out of Illinois, Andrew's bill, you know, the, and we're still training, but it really is important for us to let the communities, the people listen to what is going on in their state. When we were in Michigan, the question was asked, Laura Logan asked Christine Dolan, who's a, a, a investigative journalist herself, you know, has seen international started when international child trafficking began. Well, it didn't begin. It had been going on, but she just discovered it years ago. She said, how many uh, 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 sexual, uh, what was it, Tara, Sex, pedophiles or <laughs> predators were around this church? Right. And they the crowd said 20, 50. She said 643. Wow. Do you know, people were floored. They were floored. They fell over. They couldn't believe that that was the amount of people of that deviance that was in that area. And so, you know, it's important that we go and we talk to people with these influence influencers that I have because my brother's dedicated to this. Laura Logan's been through her own stuff in her own life and has, she did a piece in 60 minutes. She told me this one time that she said, you know, the CPS, the foster care stuff, she missed that. She said, I, I you know, cause she did a piece on child trafficking stuff, but you know, we weren't, we weren't really, we were just discovering all the foster care kids that were being trafficked. And, you know, it was just starting to be exposed, uh, years ago. And, you know, in 2020, there were 600,000 children missing from foster care. That's, that's a statistic. And we haven't seen any other statistics because they won't allow that mm-hmm. because foster care kids, you know, what Tara saw is exactly the system that they were using, what they were using in, in foster care and, and CPS systems and, and our government systems. I mean, it's the same stuff to traffic children, to bring their names in and then they're missing yeah. Then they're missing, you know, I mean, is so, so educating people, but we're really exposing and that's what Tara, you know, has helped us with. And we are really educating and, and, and the only thing, you know, my brother says we can, man- there's manageable problems and there's solvable problems, but you know, we can save one kid, but we want to eradicate it. I yeah. want to eradicate it. I'm done. That's my goal. And I know that this team wants to do that. So, um, you know, we, we really have a, a blessed team. It's very blessed. It, it really is because 
we also know this is a spiritual warfare we're in. Mm-hmm. This is not something to take lightly. So prayer is very important. It really is. I mean, absolutely. Um, we've got a couple of uh, 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 super chats or rumble rants over here on Rumble. Let me go through these real quick. Uh, Luke, he says, it's such an important topic. Much love, Zach and family. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for being here. Uh, Freight Awakening says, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Matthew 18, 6. Uh, Thank you very much, Fredo. Uh, And he also says, FISA goes both ways, uh, like someone once stated. Maybe keeping it around for a few months is helping the good guys, too. I don't know. I mean, certainly that is a consideration. um, But I still am – I'm upset with with Congress for not at the very least – uh, altering FISA in a way to make it difficult for them to just use it in an un- unadulterated way on the American people. I feel like there was an opportunity that was missed there. But I know what you're saying, Fredo, and I think that that certainly is a consideration. Uh, Gum Gum says, uh, Zach, thank you for your excellent choices in guests. Well, you know, these ladies make it easy. So uh, and uh, and obviously this this is an important subject and, and I don't think we can we can sit on it. You know, I mean, sometimes people get turned off by, you know, these these sorts of topics because it's so difficult. I mean, it churns your stomach. It, it, it really ties your, your brain in knots when you start thinking about this. But just because you're not talking about it, just because you're not thinking about it doesn't mean that it goes away. I mean, Tara, you gave a statistic about the kids that are missing. I don't know how many more that is than the last time you were on the show, but I'm sure that somebody's done the math and I'm sure that we can probably extrapolate like a certain number of kids that are going missing every single day just through this this one particular metric right here. And the last time you were on the show, you know, I was asking you about – you know, why it was that more people hadn't come forward? You know, I mean, why was it that, you know, you 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 were like this shining star? Oh, my gosh, we have a, 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 a government whistleblower, somebody who had like direct involvement in this. And it, it made them so upset that they had to come forward. Why aren't there a thousand of you? You know, and, and now America's Future, you guys have created, I guess, a pipeline for people to come forward. I'd, I'd like you to talk about that because uh, you have spoken with and, and, and gotten together with other people who were working within the system who felt the same way you did. And I'm hoping that people who are also in that system, maybe who haven't stepped forward yet, will start to think like, God, this is something that I have to do because they I mean, they do. You, you, you can't if you know about this, you can't sleep. You, you, you can't allow it to continue. Right. I will say, Zach, I have to give credit. Um, you know, Aaron Stevenson, who was the DHS whistleblower who revealed that HHS knowingly, right, and DHS and the entire intel community knew that some of the children were going to members of transnational criminal organizations. And my husband is from El Salvador. I'm well aware of MS-13 and 18th Street Gang. So when Aaron went public and he showed pictures of gang members who were sponsoring the children, he showed the receipts And I will never forget, I was standing in the case management room and I'd seen all this trafficking. You know, I've been looking into the faces of these little children. And when I saw that they were going to 18th Street Gang and MS-13, I I just honestly, that that was, I don't know how many times I went through all the stages of grief, 
But that was another time that I went through all the stages of grief. I was like, dear Lord, these poor children. And so that I was just like, I had been reporting, but I knew at that point that no matter what happened to me, I was going to continue to speak the truth. And Deb White, who's in the video, she was sitting to my right side almost the entire time. And then also Myra Moreno, who was behind us. So we were all there. I mean, the trauma, the tears. I mean, half the time I felt like a counselor to the to the case managers because the kids were gone and, and they knew that the kids were in total crisis because the kids didn't know who they were going to. And they were telling these horrible stories of what had happened to them on the journey. And so people, you know, obviously when the full force of the government turns towards you, you know, police state, if anybody who's seen, you know, oh, yeah. knows when when they do a full breach of your house, it's not it's not fun. So people are scared. Also, HHS is sneaky in that they have people sign non-disclosure agreements. And then they use contractors so that they're they're insulated by one level. So the contractors pointing fingers to the government, the government is pointing fingers to the contractor all the while hundreds of millions of dollars are being spent like on a monthly basis. I think that's, you know, one of the things that Deborah Wright White really talks about is the contract. And it was a no bid contract. Suddenly Cherokee Federal goes from, you know, doing liquor and casinos to moving children. What? So and they, do you know they how that a... deal happened? Like what were, yeah. what was it that led that deal to, to get in place? Yeah. So Andrew Lorenzen straight left federal service <clears throat> to go work with endeavors. And he on undercover said, He's, he's recorded as saying this, that he got the contracts the Washington way. And so he actually got the contracts and it was the largest contract that had ever been let. So we're talking, it was over a hundred million dollars a month to Cherokee. So people should be, you know, they should be wondering how is the government spending their money and HHS. And this is the, the thing that was so stunning to me to learn, you know, CPS, foster care, the unaccompanied children, it's all HHS. HHS That's right. is, is That's almost right. a $3 trillion agency. It's 2.99 right. last time I looked. So $3 trillion. It's 24% of the U.S. budget, the That's entire right. wow. U.S. budget. That's right. And so they have all those resources and yet all these kids are gone. No, mm -hmm. I, I don't buy that. I, I don't, I don't buy that at all. How is all the money and the children disappearing. Nope, doesn't make sense. Right. Well, it's been targeted. It's a, it's a it's a it's an agency that I believe it goes back, you know, decades. It goes back to the welfare system with Roosevelt. Honestly, I yeah. I believe that it was it was it was a planned agency as it grew. It grew to to an into a, an agenda that was set in in place in this country. Um, you know, with with destroying the family unit. I mean, you know, the feminist movement, the the Planned Parenthood, the abortion, everything. I mean, you know, one of my biggest issues with you know my by getting this project going, Project Defend and Protect Our Children, is the fact that I kept thinking to myself, and people need to understand this: we already have, we already have probably two generations of a lot of pedophiles. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
so so if if you you know if you think back and i and i can say this because i was a whistleblower in the catholic church uh but if you think back uh years ago with McCarrick, Cardinal McCarrick, who, who is the biggest pedophile Mm -hmm. of all time, of all time in the Catholic church, running a nest from all over the country to the net, to the Latino countries. He was groomed in St. Gallen, Switzerland as a young, young child in a seminary with, you know, to have priests, you know, build priests, kids, Yep. And he was groomed. So he's, you know, he's in his late 80s. He's almost like 90. I don't know. He's old. And they and they wouldn't put him in jail. He got he got, a, you know, he got, a, you know, whatever, how many years. But they just threw a case. They threw his case out. They didn't throw it out. But they told me he doesn't have to go serve time. He's a, he's a very bad man. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about pedophile, we have a generation and maybe two of, of pedophiles, you guys, we really do. And, and that's the problem that I was kind of, you know, the idea of what are children going to, if they're growing up with all this kind of grooming and, and hurt and, and, and being, you know, sexually attracted with, with adults sexually attracted to children and hurting children, we're going to have a society that is insanely insanely sick you know we won't survive you know no we won't we won't no we won't you know Uh -uh. this is this this is the 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 worst part about it is to to recognize i mean you know this is intergenerational i mean this stuff is passed down yes you know it's like they're victims making more victims making more victims that's right and it's like exponential Mm -hmm. and you know and, and now they have seeped it out into society with the the indoctrination and the programming and the brainwashing in the schools and right. you know allowing this stuff to be just all encompassing and yeah. uh, and and the and the idea is that you know they want this to be out in the open they don't want to have to be in the shadows anymore if you know right. it, it's like you see it in the LGBTQ movement age you know plus plus two spirit whatever it is yeah. and um they want it to be part of that now you know right. i i Consenting adults, I don't really care. It's none of my business. I don't, it, it's not my life, you know. But when your when when your actions start infringing on the life, liberty, and happiness of anybody else, like that's the point that's at right. which the line is drawn. And and it's about so much more than just the individual, you know. I mean, like yeah. it is society, and society will become too sick to survive if it becomes yeah. permissible. For adults and children to have open sexual relationships, absolutely. And just because people are okay with it, won't make it okay because it no. will still be abuse at the end of the day. Absolutely, it is abuse. And living in Virginia, um, it was very interesting. An article that came out that talked about how so many of the children, right? HHS's goal, at least in the unaccompanied children program was to move those kids in 10 to 14 days. You get those kids out of this place. You get them to the sponsor. Your job is not to investigate the sponsor. Your job is to get the child to the sponsor. So we were releasing children with tuberculosis because tuberculosis takes a long time to cure. So at the time that this article was written closer to the beginning of the year, they had released children to 44 states with tuberculosis. Holy and cow. 
I know. 40 Holy cow. It's probably all 50 by now. But the thing in the very, you know, like the lower third of the article, as they're talking to the Virginia CDC was, yeah, and what happens is, you know, we lose track of the kids. Oh, imagine that. HHS has lost track of the children. But they said that, you know, they had so many other diseases like syphilis mm. and gonorrhea and AIDS. How do children have syphilis and gonorrhea and AIDS? Don't tell me that the trafficking of children is a myth, right? Because the the data, the data is there. People need to, I know that it's hard. Yeah. I had no idea this was happening. Mm. This was yeah. the most soul-wrenching yeah. experience. And I felt so deceived because HHS was like, hey, this is family reunification. Come help us, you know, volunteer with the kids. And I'm thinking I'm going on the humanitarian mission of my life, right? And I end up, you know, walking into total darkness. You know, thank God that, you know, Jesus is the light of the world and and the human eye, it's interesting, can see a match lit at seven miles. Wow. And when you're in that amount of darkness, even there, when there are days when it's so dark and you feel yeah. like, oh my goodness, I'm all alone. What am I going to do, you know, about these kids? Yeah. Jesus is still that light. Yeah. And so I'm just thankful that yeah. you know, I'm, I ran into, right, by God's providence, yeah. America's yeah. future. Um, yeah, T- Tara, oh, and, well, Ma- Mary, real quick before we uh, get your thoughts on that, Tara, I think something's wrong with your mic because um, there were a couple of times where it sounded like you your volume would drop, but then it would come back up and everything was fine. But during that entire time, it was very, very low. And I don't know if there was anything maybe that you could fiddle with the cable or something like that. I just don't want anybody <laughs> to miss what you're saying because it's gold. She's saying good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, is it? Is it- working now? Well, I mean, we can hear you, but it's just very quiet, and it's a lot quieter than what it was before. Um, and I can't adjust any of your audio settings on my end. I um, All right. Well, I'll let Mary talk, and I'll work on my audio. Oh, oh there, there it goes. goes. It, it's there working. Goes. It's working. Oh, it's all working now? It works fine now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, God. So just hold um, it wherever you're holding it. <laughs> okay. All okay. right. Um, so where would you like it. me to pick up? Oh. I'm so sorry for all your listeners out there. Thank you for being patient. Where would you like me to pick well, up? Well, actually, it, it, look, it sounds like, you know, they, they they got what you were saying. So that's okay. But well, let, you, let me, let me, yeah, let go me ahead. pick up on that because yeah. she's talking about disease. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tara's talking about the disease that's transferred. Okay. So you're talking about a supply. So the So this country pays the most, right, for children mm-hmm. being hurt. For children, children, pornography, children, whatever, trafficking, whatever. This country is always it's always been known that uh, uh, our buddy Sylvia from Florida, who did some training, who is a part of our team. She said that uh, Americans stopped going out of the country eight years ago, eight years ago to rape a child. OK, they stopped. That meant that means that they could stay in this country and rape a child. OK, eight years ago. Now it's probably you know, nine or 10 now, but so, so you're talking about now they need a supply of more supply of children. So we see this 
influx of children, Tara and her team and all these people witness all this coming in. These are kids that come from very poor, poor countries. Tara touched on these kids were Hondurans and different areas of the Latino countries, not just Mexican, because a lot of times Laura tells a story about how two young uh, girls from Mexico she was interviewing, they'll, they don't want to come to America. They know what happens to them in America. So Tara was witnessing, we're talking children from all other areas of Latin country, Latin countries that are down in the South American areas, and they're poor and they don't get vaccines. They don't get, you know, shots. They have disease. They're coming into this country sick already. <clears throat> Never mind taking a travel, taking the travel and being raped and, and tortured by these very sick people. So this is the kind of, this is the kind of, uh, uh, problem that we have, what we're allowing into the country. And, and by the way, those children are our problem now. Mm-hmm. They're our problem. They're now here and they're on the street. Some of them are on the streets because they want to get arrested. Uh, Sylvia talks about the kids that are on the streets now. They're trying to get arrested so they can get out of this country because they've run away from these sick perverts that are hurting them. And they are on the streets because they're being abused. And now they want to go home because they can't speak English, that nobody can talk to them. They, It's incredible the impact that this government has has put on this country and the American people too, and the children. It's disgusting. It's so, incredible. <clears throat> let, let me let me ask you this. Um, I think everybody watching here tonight is anticipating November 2024. We're hoping that President yeah. Trump comes back, that we have an immediate slashing of yeah. federal employees. Get rid of these people. Slash some of these, many of these federal agencies. But you know that's only part of it. The other part of it is actually hiring people who are America first, who actually believe in the things we're talking about tonight and are willing to confront them. Uh, and then and then setting us up for success for the next generation, because four years, you know, that's wonderful. We can probably do a lot of good in four years, but we have to make sure that in four years, we don't just go back to business as usual in D.C. and they fatten up the government again. So, uh, I'm just I'm wondering, you know, Tara, first of all, would you be willing uh, to uh, to take part in the Trump administration and specifically working with uh, America, uh, America's future to perhaps give some ideas to the new administration on what we need to do? I mean, what direction we need to take and, and where we need to start? Well, absolutely. Wiggle I mean, it. it would be an honor. It would be an honor to help with any situation, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, federal service is is a high honor. And to be able to help change the policies that are causing these problems, yeah, I would love to lock arms with some great people like some of the whistleblowers who know exactly yes. where the problems right. are That's and right. how they need to be fixed. Then, yeah, I mean, it would be it would be an honor and it would not be as difficult as people think. Mm -hmm. No, that's right. That's right. That's right. And a lot of cutting of funds. You know, there's budget cut. You know, you, you know, one of the reasons, um, you know, this this government, the government, our federal government is here and their job is to protect the American citizens, mm -hmm. our security, our safety. That's what their job is. So they've gotten into a lot of other 
uh, jobs that are that are hurting the American people. And so, you know, what what this country really needs is, you know, like a business. You've got to re you've got to reorganize a business and and an organization like this federal government is needs to be reorganized by very smart people, by good people, by Americans who who want to stick to our founding fathers and what they did in this country, because what they did is the right thing that the founding fathers wrote those documents and those documents are extremely important to our existence to this country and they still to this day are important everything are in that those documents and we don't need anything else except to fix this organization and this federal government needs to just just needs new organization and it needs some some real uh cutting it, it, it you know you need we need to cut these agencies that all they do is hurt is hurt people and, and families you know i mean the welfare system is a career for mm-hmm. some, most people that are on welfare, it's a, it's their career. Who who does that? Who's a, you know, we got to get some of these kids off welfare and and get them to understand the the opportunities that this country gives them, and uh, and use their gifts, their God given gifts, to to make a better life for their children. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, the the thing that's really difficult is, that, I mean, we mentioned the generational aspect of this, you know, overarching plot to destroy America. You know, it's going to take a full generation to really get America back on its feet. This is my opinion, you know, because they have so thoroughly degraded so yeah. many aspects of society. You know, we've got. I don't even know how many people homeless on drugs on the streets, you know, people who are like profoundly disturbed as a result of what they've gone through in their lives. We've got high school students who are graduating, don't know how to read, can't perform basic math. You know, what happens to those people? Well, you know, they go out, they do drugs uh, or they they commit crimes or they get on welfare because they don't have any skills. They don't know what else to do. And so, you know, to address all of those things, it's going to take a a, just a, a stunning amount of work. In a real collective effort of everybody who cares about this country, because otherwise it, nobody else is going to do it. You know, I mean, like if we get rid of 50 percent of the federal government because they only exist to perpetuate their own budget over and over and over again, every single appropriation, uh, then somebody's got to be there to do the work. And uh, and and really, it's the only way that I think it can be successful is with, you know, us in our own communities. Um, yeah. We're going to be taking calls from the audience in just a few minutes, ladies. Let me uh, real quick. Fredo wants to know, have either of you uh, explored the reasons for trafficking beyond sex and labor, adrenochrome, organ harvesting? These people are sick. You know, I mean, in, in China, you know, sometimes that gets talked about in the mainstream media. They obviously have an organ harvesting pipeline. They take the Uyghurs and, and they force uh, their organs to be harvested. But David Rockefeller, an American, he had something like 12 heart transplants. I mean, that's a, a lot of 12 year old boys right there. You know, I mean, like where nobody gets 12 heart transplants. Obviously, the man was fabulously wealthy and he had access to fresh organs. You know, I think that this is a, a pretty obvious thing. You know, I mean, like they're they're definitely doing the same sort of thing here. It's not just in China. Oh, Tara can talk. Harvesting organs? Oh, there was just a prison story I just gave everybody, and I was I was looking for it. 
where uh, the body a guy died and his and they contacted his family. Eventually, they somebody got a hold of him. They wanted the they wanted to know. Most prisoners, nobody cares, right? Well, their family did, and they went and claimed the body. They were shocked. Uh, they found his heart was missing. You know, so you know different pieces of his body, and the family was floored, and they and they were really they really started to investigate. So. Organ harvesting is everywhere. It can mm-hmm. be. I mean, anywhere yeah. that that's a big, that's a big money. That's big money. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, you touched on that, Tara, you know? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, all I can say is that, um, you know, the, some of the smugglers have yeah. said there was a smuggler in El Salvador who said, you know, yeah, they, of course, People have a certain thing, you know, a certain age, a certain look that they want in the child or, you know, they need the older boys for work. But the smuggler said, you know, the thing I feel bad about is that they that they do use them for their organs and that some of the kids die. I was like, holy smoke. And then there was an article that just came out in the last two weeks about how like they are trapping like. Because people are coming from South America and Central America. They have to cross Mexico. And so as the cartels and the competing cartels and the gangs yeah. and everything that are moving them, sometimes they're just grabbing people who are in these lines. And they they took a child's eye. Oh, my God. Um, they, oh, yeah. They they will just take people oh, yeah. whatever they want. I mean, yeah. some of, yeah, what's happening What's happening is not humanitarian. No, it's this not. It's not humanitarian at all. No, at not. all. There, there's absolutely, they do not have any idea. I mean, I don't even want to say respect for life, but they're, there's, they don't care about life. They only care about themselves and making money and doing what they need to do. And it's, and it's, and it's insane. It's insane today, but it's biblical. Sorry. It's biblical. Yeah. It's true. It yeah. really is. And, it comes, and I th- you know. Yeah. I think that's something that people don't understand <clears throat> is once you, there's, there's really only two options. You either believe that a child is an image bearer of the creator God yeah, that's right. that is to be honored and respected and cared for, yeah. or you don't. And if you don't, and you don't see that life as valuable, then you get what we have now, which is the child is a commodity for me. It's a way to earn money because I can only sell, you know, if I, if I'm dealing in AR 15s or or Glocks or whatever it is, I can sell my gun once to somebody. I can sell cocaine one time, but when I have a group of children that I get to sell 10 15 times a day, yep. day after day, week after week, month after month, these people are getting rich off oh, of yeah. sex trafficking. The oh, children. yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it's horrific, but that's, mm-hmm. you know, they view the children as an income earning asset. Yeah. Yeah. You Let know, that sink in, people. Yeah, no, it's true. It's absolutely about it's that's about the commodity. It, it is a, a commodity. The child is a commodity. Yeah, it's, it's an economy unto itself. Bodies are. Yeah, you know, you know, you, we're, you, 
you you mentioned the you know it's not you know there's nothing humanitarian about this and that's always the argument of the left and the proponents of this unrestricted flow of illegals coming into the country you know oh kids in cages that's all they talk about is the kids in oh it's so inhumane kids in cages you know but i just i wonder if they if they truly understood do they understand like are all these people just parroting what they're hearing on CNN or, or, or what, you know, their uh, their politicians are saying or, you know, is it just that they're ignorant to the true nature of this stuff? Because, I mean, this is one of the reasons why, you know, I, I feel like we have to talk about it. you got to raise awareness about it. It needs to be out right. there it's- all the time because they have to know if they don't know, then they can't confront it. And maybe they would shut up about kids in cages because it's not about kids in cages. It's about the economy that you just mentioned. Yeah. Well, we're we're not, you know, first of all, nobody should ever be listening to the mainstream media and ever (laughs) taking it serious ever, 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 ever. That that is not, you know, that is not reporting journalists. It's nothing like that. It's activism and there's an agenda and they are the enemy. Sorry, they're the enemy. No, no, nobody will argue with you here, Mary. (laughs) Okay, of the people, of the people. That's why it's important for people to never stop talking about protecting children um, and and educating yourself. Get educated, train. All you got to take is a couple of these little courses that we're giving and you will learn so much behavior. You'll get tools. You'll identify somebody's behavior or, or a tagging of a car or a color of a house or a lock in a house. I mean, this stuff that we, we, we are bringing to people in their neighborhoods and sharing with them is very important. And everybody that does this, I mean, there's other organizations that are trying to train people too. And I, I bravo. You know, that's that's what that's what we need to do is is educate people. And and here's another thing. Liz Krogan is very interesting. This this young woman, she's just a beautiful. I just love her. She she, you know, is is, uh, vindicated um, when people say this Pizzagate stuff. That is a code word. Mm hmm. That is a code, like they have codes. Those things are very important to learn. They have their own kind of lifestyle that they live and, and they, and they talk like that. And by the way, they love to brag. They love to talk about what they're doing. They're very bold. You see the boldness in them on Twitter and social media and, you know, the guy that owns Facebook is going to burn in hell because, you know, they still continue to let these people hurt, you know, children on their Facebooks and all their all this stuff. I mean, it's still going on. Even terrorists are still on these social medias. I mean, so, you know, anybody that does that and perpetuates that kind of stuff is 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 a part of the problem. So yep. it's all around us. You know, knowing apps like Brian uh, was talking about the apps parents need to know about, you know, you know, TikTok is very dangerous, too. Oh, yes. You know. So, uh, uh, ladies, we we need to take a a brief break for the sponsor of the second half of the show. Um, When we come back, we are going to answer the phones. But, Mary, just before we do that, I I want you to go into a little bit more detail about uh, the events that you guys are doing and uh, and how people can get involved. So we're going to be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. 
The information uh, to get on the line with Mary and Tara has been passed out. You need the Zoom app or you just need to call the phone number that's on screen. And when prompted, you enter the meeting ID. So stick around. We'll be back in a sec. So recently, I've told you guys about a breakthrough new anti-aging remedy that I've been using that keeps me energized all day long. I just take a teaspoonful of C60 Evo olive oil in the morning, and I notice better mental focus, flexibility, and physical endurance. Now, it's rare to feel improvements this quickly. I also end up sleeping deeper at night, so it's really helpful. Their peptide and ESS60 hair and lotion renewal formulas are exceptional because they really work. And C60 Evo's lab has been manufactured Manufacturing this Nobel Prize winning miracle molecule for 32 years in their Houston, Texas Patriot owned lab. ESS 60 is the upgraded version of the carbon 60 molecule. It's specifically made for both people and pets. It's a potent and effective way for people's lives to be improved all around the world. So maximize your health and enjoy noticeable results with C60 Evo organic edible oils, skin serums, and pet products. You can buy with confidence from C60 Evo, and you can use my personal code for a discount at checkout. Simply go to c60evo.com forward slash redpill78, and then when you're there, use code redpill78 for an additional 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's c60evo.com forward slash redpill78, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Welcome back. Thank you for sticking around. Uh, Freight Awakening says $5 for the new audio cord for Terra Fund. <laughs> uh, and then he also says that in regards to the people we were just discussing, they have a dis- disdain for life other than their own and they want to live forever. They know where they are headed when they die. Yeah, I suppose that's that's an interesting thought is that uh, we know where we're headed when we die. And so it's totally cool. I'm not I'm not afraid. I'm not worried about it at all. But they don't want to die because this is all they have. You know, it's just whatever is in the physical realm. Okay, so we have a couple of people on the line before we go in uh, and bring our first caller in. Uh, Mary, please uh, explain these events that you're doing with uh, uh, America's Future. Sure. Well, well, we've done Florida. We've done Michigan. Uh, we just finished a great, great summit and training session, two-day training and ses- summit. Uh, Michigan, we're, our next is Illinois. Go to d- americasfuture.net and you'll get all the, you know, all the registration, all the web pages, all the site. Go in there and look at all our resources. Our resources are incredible. Our legal resources, libraries on the states and, you know, mm-hmm. just shows so much. So we're going to be there January 26th uh, for the summit. And this uh, event is going to be at the um, Fox River Lutheran Church in Sheridan, Illinois. Okay. And so the Friday night, we kick it off with a great panel. Uh, We're going to show Into the Light. Uh, Michael Smith's going to be with us. And uh, then Laura will kick off the panel. Uh, discussion for Illinois and about Illinois. And then the 27th, the next day, we have a couple more little sessions and training going on all day from about nine to four all day. So uh, it's $60 for the whole thing. So that's pretty cheap. You come to the night and the movie and and also the training all day and you can go in and out of that training. We're going to be having a great session on uh, AI and um, with with Boone and Brian Gamble, and uh, that's very important. The AI, we're bringing the artificial intelligence 
uh, into this. We have to because it's going to affect children so much. So unbelievable. They're going to use AI for real nefarious uh, reasons for children. Got to protect children from this AI. It's very important um, that uh, my brother had uh, wrote the 5G book, but he also has the second manual, which is the AI manual. And there's a chapter in there about children. I've got it on the bookshelf waiting to have Boone come back on the show to talk about it. Yeah, okay. he's great. Yeah, yes, yeah. He is. They're great. They do a good job. Yes, Real they good do. Job. Yeah. Your brother can't uh, stay up this late, unfortunately, otherwise he would be joining too. So I appreciate you being here for sure, Mary. <laughs> Thank you for sticking it out. All right. We're going to no go. Worries. <laughs> we're going to bring in our first caller. Caller, <laughs> you're on the air. Can we get your name? You know my name. Ah, DJ, welcome back to the program. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? How are you, brother? Oh, I'm, I'm so good. good. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Can't good complain. Evening, ladies. Hello. Good evening. Hi. Hello. Um, okay, you guys touched on a lot of stuff here. There's a lot of information here. Um, Tara, I would like to say that I believe that I spoke to you the first time you were on the show. You did a great job. I watched you in Congress when you testified. Another great job. You're doing a fabulous job. Keep up the good work. Um, Mary, I, I've watched you a lot. You're doing a great job as well. Keep up the good work. Stay strong. Stay salty. So a couple of things I want to touch on. Um, I believe it was Mary that said this has been going on for like 10 years or something like that. Okay. So um, it, it all goes back to what we see and what we watch and what they put in front of us, what they teach us from, from little kids, from, from babies. I'll give you an example. I'll give you two parallels here. Uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. Everybody knows about Jack and the Beanstalk and Breaking Bad. The themes to these things are basically the same. Because if you think about it, when you're a little kid, you hear the story of Jack and the Beanstalk. Every kid is rooting for Jack to get away. But when you really look at the theme to the story, the kid's a liar, he's a thief, and he's a murderer. <laughs> and that's what we teach little kids. You know, they teach us to root for the bad guy. Um, a few years back, maybe less than a decade ago, my granddaughter was into Miley Cyrus. She had Miley Cyrus stickers all over the place. And I told my girlfriend, I'm like, this is not good. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, watch, watch them flip this character. She's the sweetest girl in the world. Watch in another two years. And sure enough, in another two years, she's naked everywhere. Um, Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus, that whole thing. So that's not good. Um, as far as missing children, I try to talk to people about this all the time. They don't, I don't know what's wrong with them. They won't even like acknowledge that I, that I could be right. I was talking to somebody the other day who's a parent of a young child. I was like, do you understand that like a sixth of our population in terms of children, 460,000 children in the U.S. went missing this year as of May. I'm like, that's ludicrous. Yeah. And you don't hear anything about it on the news. Nothing. Not a word. Nothing. I remember when they brought out the milk cartons in the 70s. And I remember at the end of the news when they would say, it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your child is and all this stuff? Or here's a picture of this child went missing three years ago. And here's a picture of the child 
what they look like, what they should look like now. They don't even do that anymore. No. You know, I told them if I had a, if I had a new station, every hour on the hour, I would put up a picture of a kid. Well, every d- hour. D- DJ, you know what the problem is? This goes back to what we were saying about the mainstream media. It's completely infected with pedophiles. I mean, look at how many how, you know, how many of these mainstream journalists who, who made a career out of saying that Pizzagate doesn't exist. It's a conspiracy right. theory. <clears throat> Meanwhile, you have Slade Summer, who was uh, until very recently the lead editor at The Recount, which is a, a leftist news organization, news in, in brackets. Uh, who, who, who said this uh, out loud, you know, that Pizzagate doesn't exist. Well, it turns out he's an unrepentant pedophile who had all kinds of images of child pornography and that he appeared to have produced some of it. The reason they don't talk about it is because they're involved in it, because they're committing these overt acts, these disgusting acts, and many of them probably were on uh, Jeffrey Epstein's island at one time or another. So, you know, it's you're you are right. That's what should happen. But these people need to pay for what they've done, and until they do, it's not gonna. <clears throat> yeah. They need to be exposed. You know. They need to be exposed. They, they just need to be exposed. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I, I can give you some films that people think are about one thing; they're actually about something else. Um, Slumdog Millionaire. Everybody thinks this film is about uh, a poor kid from the slums of India who strikes it rich. No, that movie's about trafficking. That whole movie is about trafficking. If you pay attention to what you're watching, um, I'll even go a little older than that. Zach, I'm sure you've seen this movie, Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah, many times. Yeah. yeah. Clock, Clockwork Orange, if you look at the symbolism and everything that's in that movie, it's all about that. They even go to the milk bar. Yep. And on the back wall of the milk bar, it says Drenochrome. Yep. So this has been going on forever. Um, the other day I was watching a show is about drug smuggling through the Southern border. They go all over the world and they do this thing. But this woman comes in with a a little baby girl. And the only reason that they knew that this baby wasn't this woman's baby was because of the backpack. Because one of the agents had seen this back, the same exact backpack a week before and the same little girl. Right. Oh, with a so different they adult. Finding out that, yes, yes, with a different adult. Okay. So they end up finding out that this this child doesn't belong to this woman, and they took the child from the woman. I don't remember what happened to the woman. All I remember what they said that it was going to turn this child over to child protective services, and I'm I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm like out of the pan and into the fire. That's what they oh, did. Yeah, with this child. absolutely. They just took this child out of the pan absolutely. and threw it into the fire. Absolutely. You know, it's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And it has to stop. Well, that's that's another thing that people need to understand that, you know, there's, I think Yako Boyan, you guys hear of Yako does ministry, Yako Boyan Ministries. He's an amazing guy. He gave me a statistic that says there's only 239 uh, shelters for trafficked victims in the United States. How about that? 239. So, in other words, they get the kids and they put them right back into foster care because there's no shelters. There's nobody. There's 239 in this country. That's nothing. That's a speck. And 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 then seven states have no shelters. Mm -hmm. 
Nine mm-hmm. states yeah, have one shelter. Nine states have one shelter. So there's a statistic of where are the children? Okay, where are they going? Where? Yeah, that's and, what I keep saying. Where, where are they? Yeah, well, if, you know. if anybody has seen um, Carlos Ariano, who is a transportation specialist, he's also in America's Futures yes. video, yes. Where Did the Children Go? He moved children as young as three months old. How can the child say who they're going to? There's a Walmart in Texas that is full of Infants. 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 And wow. what what's going on with that? And yeah. and to your point, why is there no information on the news mm-hmm. that there's a you know eighty five thousand children in two years went missing from HHS? That this one program that doesn't include the ones coming across the border. And that doesn't include the ones in the U.S. that are being trafficked. That's right. So through CPS and foster care and all of that, how right. is it? We're, I mean, we're talking like all of these kids just gone, and it's not on any news that Nothing. you're seeing. That doesn't that doesn't make sense. <clears throat> not a word. They don't. Not, they don't say one word about it. Nothing. No. Nope. It doesn't make sense at all. And also, it looks like um, Etsy. Did you see this thing about Etsy with the children? Oh yeah, they're they're selling, they're selling yeah digital downloads like thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, pizza pizza that, pictures they, basically. That was a switch over. That was a switch over from Wayfair. Mm-hmm. They just switched it to a new company. Well, That's here's all they did. Here's the you thing: I, if I if I had but, to guess, DJ, I would say that. It's probably going on on a lot more uh, um, online shopping platforms than we know. We just haven't found it yet. It hasn't hasn't been discovered. Uh, I mean, I honestly believe that they, you know, Wayfair was just the the first time that anybody noticed. Hey, why are they selling an end table for thirty yeah. to fifty thousand dollars? Why does it have the name of a girl who who's missing in Missouri? You know, uh, and and now they're selling digital downloads of a kid eating pizza. Nobody's going to pay three thousand dollars for a single picture that. They can you can if it you can right click and save the picture from the Etsy listing like there's no way. Of course, it is child pornography. You know, I mean, I'll tell you guys the story. I one time years ago before I was even doing this, you know, and it's honestly why I started posting about this. Like before I was like a podcaster, I was posting exclusively about this issue. And it's because I came across like uh, shortly before the John Podesta emails were released by WikiLeaks. I really started to understand just how institutionalized child trafficking was in the United States. And I had read a book about these women who were in uh, the MKUltra program. And it, it was like like everything was sourced. Uh, they, they, they really went through this, this horrible experience and they were trafficked and they were put through all of these terrible, torturous events. And I came across that that FBI document, that declassified document, talking about the signs and symbols of that pedophiles would use. That's right. You know the the mm-hmm. the, the the triangle or the the spiral triangle. Oh, yeah. You know the, the pizza, yeah. the cheese. You know mm-hmm. all, all of that stuff. And I yeah. posted it on Facebook. This was you know many years ago, almost ten years ago now. Posted it on Facebook, 
and and I and people just freaked out. They attacked me, you know, like, what is this conspiracy theory? And I'm like, like, how deluded do you have to be like? This is a document from the Federal Bureau of Investigation. You know, not that I trust the FBI, but I mean, when you have an internal document that they've been passing around saying, hey, you know, agents look out for these things, you know, right. but but people just they, they didn't they didn't want to hear it. They they don't believe that it's real. And now, even after all these years, all of this stuff has come out like it's not a coincidence that, no. that it was called Pizzagate. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's not it's not about the not necessarily about the basement of uh, Comet Ping Pong. You know, I mean, yeah. like it might have uh, something to do. It's like a cross a Venn diagram of all of these different things happening all at the same time converging. And uh, and, and people are just they're blind to it. You know, I mean, like we have such a big Will, job ahead of us. Blind. Not just blind, willfully. Blind. Yes, yes, yes. They just don't want to hear it. Yeah, they don't want to deal with it. No, I, I agree. I agree. There's many people that don't want to don't want to hear it. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. You know, and, and you know, and unless you've been experienced, you know, family court. OK, many, 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 many families have been really hurt by family court, taking children away, taking parental rights. You know, grandparents are raising children. And uh, I mean, that's my experience. I had my two grandchildren and uh, it's a tough thing that this country is through with with children and their and their families. If you've experienced that, you know uh, how hard that is to have a child taken from you uh, when he's being put into the uh, abuser's hands too. the system was used like that where the, you know, two people would be going through a divorce or so forth. And then, you know, the abuser would lose custody, have to pay child support. So they call CPS on the other parent. Oh, Boy, yeah. all hell, hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a tough mm-hmm. thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Absolutely. DJ, I, I want to get your final thoughts uh, so we can uh, move on to the next caller, but it's really good to hear your voice again, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and I don't really have any final thoughts. Um, I wanted to go to the next caller. Actually, I just called in to wish you a, a very Merry Christmas. I, I hope you have a safe and, and lovely Christmas. And that's about it. Keep up the good work. All right, you brother. Know, we love you. Merry we know you love us. Absolutely. Much love, Merry brother. Merry Christmas to all of you. Merry Christmas. So, well, oh, I do have Merry one. Christmas. I do have one closing thought. Okay, go ahead. I do have one closing thought. <clears throat> Trump talks about drug, drug, um, every, almost every time he rallies, he talks about drug trafficking. And when he asks Chi if he, if he, they have a drug problem in China, mm-hmm. and she's like, no, 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 quick trial. We have quick trial, right? Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that Trump is not talking about drugs. I'm hoping he's talking about child traffickers. Quick trial. Well, I, I, I over in a day, that's it. I hope you're I hope, I hope over in a day you're done. I, I definitely hope you're right. And, you know, to be honest with you, the fact President Trump is the only president in our lifetime who actively like addressed this issue as soon as he came into office. This is how I red pilled my mom on Trump. Because she voted for Hillary Clinton. She thought Trump was a, a bad man. OK. And then he comes in and I'm, I'm like, look, mom, the, like the first thing he's doing is addressing issues of child trafficking, child exploitation. How can he be an evil man if he's trying to protect the most vulnerable in society? And that completely changed her frame of reference. So I think what's Absolutely. happening, DJ, is that like that's always there. 
Like there's like that has that's never taken a back seat. It's always been something that's been addressed. But we know that in his first term in office, the the issue was the entrenched bureaucratic deep state, the yeah. resistance, if you will, that was working against him. And that's being addressed. I mean, the last three years he's been focusing on who needs to get fired on day one, who is going to be appointed in the executive branch. And uh, and as I said, you know, what federal yeah. agencies need to be just done away with. And yeah. and and so. And I personally, I think that the reason he's not specifically talking about that is because, you know, I mean, we don't want them to know what our plans are. OK, we don't need to broadcast to these sick bastards, excuse me, exactly what's going to happen. And this one, this particular issue, I think, is of the utmost importance to them, you know, because like this is the foundation of the way that they want their lives to, to be. They, this is that how they want. This is their future for America versus our future for America. Right. And so it's the foundation of their yes. whole money machine. Exactly. Exactly. It's their so whole money machine. Yeah. So yeah. so so, you know, if if he's talking about it right now, you know, I mean, like the drug stuff, that's obvious. You know, but I mean, like if he was really talking about how bad trafficking was or, you know, the exploitation of children, then. I think that they would they would find a way to move it back into the shadows and just hide it again. Right now, it's out in the open and they're they're emboldened because of who's living at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. OK, and and they need to feel like they're safe. You know, they've had a couple of sacrificial lambs, a couple of mainstream media journalists, a couple of foster parents in uh, in Georgia. You know, I mean, those people that's uh, that's oh, they're isolated cases. You know, I mean, that's not how it actually is, but that is how it actually is. And so they need to feel like they have a, a measure of safety so that when President Trump returns, they can all get rounded up and hopefully get dealt with swiftly. I can't wait. It's going to be glorious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's right. going to be glorious. I'm with all you. All right, guys. Uh, take it easy. God Thank bless you. you all, and God, God bless, bless us all. God bless America. God bless yeah. you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Um, real briefly before we take the next caller, Rain, thank you so much for the generous donation, Rain. She says, Zach, Lisa, Mom, wishing you all a Merry Christmas. Zach, I want to thank you for helping us all navigate the past few years. You have helped me survive this mess. Where we go one, we go all. Thank you so much, Rain. I can't tell you how much it means to me. And just so everybody here is aware, you have helped me navigate this mess as much as I've helped you because we've created a community here. You know, this is not just me getting on a soapbox and talking for a few hours every day. Uh, I really, I, I look at this as a collaborative effort. Um, Fredo says, Zach, this is by far, oh, Zach is by far the most trustworthy journalist I know. He cannot be bought or sold. Integrity is his middle name and taco seasoning. Lisa, Lisa's making tacos while I'm on the air. Thank you so much for that. Uh, yeah, obviously my name is the only thing I, I can stand on. So, uh, Rain says, uh, Fredo, 100%. I've been listening to Zach since YouTube. We have traveled all over the social media platforms. What a roller coaster ride it's been. And I wouldn't want to be on it with anybody else. I, I really, really appreciate it. And then, and Tipster says, recently I mentioned something about keeping a close eye on your kids to a coworker, and he said he doesn't believe in child sex trafficking other than for some teenagers. Um, OK, so I, it's just shocking to me that that is even something that somebody would say. So what I would like to just, you know, ask before we take the next caller, you know, what about putting together some sort of an info packet? OK. Sourced information showing just how pervasive, how widespread this problem is, something that like a one sheet that you could hand 
to a person who is willfully ignorant, such as this coworker, and say, you know, it's not just a couple of runaway teenagers. I mean, this is this this is an economy of scale that is built around this idea of, you know, oh, they're just trying to escape terrible life. Sure, they're trying to escape a terrible life in South in Central America, largely because the United States has meddled around in elections and, and deposed uh, leaders all over the world. And we've done absolutely nothing to help the quality of life for these people. We have helped with drug trafficking, you know, both out of those countries and into our own country. We have perpetuated the problems that are plaguing our country and plaguing other parts of the world. You know, how, how can how can we even think about being responsible for any other nation on planet Earth when we have our own house completely out of disorder? So, you know, do you think that that's something that, that America's future could do is put together something like that? Go on our resource library, our legal, every state, you go right into the states and see, you can find all kinds of information about the mm-hmm. policies, the laws, the, the, the cases, everything about child trafficking that you'll just, it's, it's incredible the work that we've been doing on this legal piece. Uh, we have some third year law students from, uh, Liberty University. And I think you, Prague, uh, Prague, we had too, Prager. Uh, but anyways, they they've been working with two of our top legal minds. That That's great. Ben Moore and uh, Alicia. And they put things together. That it's just incredible what they put together. I mean, there's plenty of information out there for okay. people. That, that's an excuse, though, Zach. Yeah, that, that's baloney. It's a lot of baloney. When people say that, that is just something that is a, to me, it's a phenomena. For, it's a, it's kind of like it's kind of like the the hate that people have for Donald Trump, they're blinded. They, you know how they, because they, I have, I mean, I have in-laws that they they just, everything is his fault. Terminal TDS. <laughs> it's still his fault. They, and they hate him. Yeah. The hate just comes right out of their foaming at the mouth. And so, uh, you know, it's like that kind of a block. It's that kind yeah. of a blockage that people have about this stuff. And by the way, I'll tell you what could really help people like that. If we could have more law enforcement like Judd, Mm-hmm. Who come? Who comes right That's, out oh, yeah. and, and does and does these interviews? He's he's so much on the uh, you know the, on the interview uh, talking out in public about what who he's capturing, what he's doing. We need more law enforcement to tell the public that this is real, and that's one of the problems that the law enforcement have. Yeah. They have a problem, and and they're not trained enough too, Zach. We're finding that yes. you know they need more. So the 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 criminals are probably about five or six years ahead of the law enforcement. To be honest with Certainly. you, I, I, that's my opinion. But I, from what I'm gathering, my my intel and my you know research says that taking an online course, which they they have to do, is not enough. It, it just it's just going through the motions. When you really need to get hands-on training, and that's what Boz and uh, our training does, uh, Associated Recovery of Children, you know, we're training people all over the country and law enforcement too. They, they are, they are first thing when a call comes in, my child's missing or so forth. The first thing that they say a lot of times is they run away. This is not true that you have kids running away that much. That is not a, an excuse anymore. That used to be maybe, but it's just not an excuse anymore. So there's a lot of educating. And, and I say this to somebody like that. If somebody said that to me, I'd say, well, you're very, you're very 
ignorant Mm -hmm. and uneducated and you need to get educated because someday this could happen to you and it could, it could very easily happen to somebody off guard, their child or somebody's child they know very close to them that has been hurt and it's happening more and more. Yes, yes, it is. And, and America's Futures website is an amazing place to get information. And if people say, well, the only thing I trust is the government, then I would say go to the Center for Combating Human Trafficking. Yeah. Um, and DHS actually has what's called the Blue Campaign. That's part yeah. of the Center for Combating Human Trafficking. And they can look at the statistics. And they can see how many children go missing and what happens to them. So, you know, people have no excuse. They can go out there. They can, they can really see what's going on. They can go watch. Where did the children go? You know, they can, there's plenty of resources out there for anybody who wants to find out. But Zach, I will say it's going to take some courage Mm -hmm. to look into the darkness. Yeah, but right. the truth will set you free. Amen. Right. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and bring in our next caller. Also, thank, thank you to Even you So, so who is now a monthly supporter on Rumble. Thank you so much for that, buddy. I appreciate you. Uh, and uh, we also have a ton of thank yous to give uh, to our listeners on uh, the Foxhole. So we're going to get those questions after this caller. Caller, you're on the air. Is that KC? It is. Hello, ladies, and welcome uh, to another exciting Saturday night. And this is important to me, obviously, because I put off watching my Detroit Lions just to talk to you, ladies, and get uh, get the poop. Well, thank you. But also, but also offer solutions with my questions. Uh, first of all, I'd just like to say the axiom around the children, pedophilia, everything, and the, and the people are condoning it by not willing to have a secure border. All they're doing is enabling the traffickers and, you know, the cartels in in plain and simple form. But we need to all remember that hurt people hurt people. Okay. You're never going to break the cycle. Okay. Until you have enough deterrence for those pedophiles and some of them are women, unfortunately, or they're at least enabling to an extent. Any, any woman that would sell their child under any circumstance doesn't deserve to have any more children. So I think castration, uh, maybe even public, you know, whatever it takes to deter these people. Because if you even look at the Chinese model, you know, you deal drugs in China, you uh, have a false charity, uh, you, you know, rape you're dead right away. So that's why they have such limited and they can obviously export their, uh, their crimes. Uh, but I just, I look at it that, you know, this is so pervasive that it's almost gotten to a point where you, you almost can't stop it to the point where I don't know any parent or now grandparent that wouldn't want their kid chipped. All right. If, if we're going to use technology at the border, every kid coming across should be chipped. The parents should have ankle bracelets, not given free phones to dump later. Um, they really need to attack this with the same gusto that they attack everything else uh, in the world. Uh, you know, the money we spent on the wars, whether it's Ukraine or the Mideast, you know, we're, we're, we're 
taking all the money from our grandchildren and we're not protecting them. We're just putting them in debt. So I just, like I said, between the homeschooling to get rid of the indoctrination, you know, we need to maybe have, go to home birthing. So the, you know, the, the hospital industrial complex can't steal children there. Uh, obviously a re reinventing of CCP of the, you know, child protective services, um, that will come along the way, but it won't unless you have actual deterrence. So I'd just like to hear your points on where do we go further? I mean, I was so disappointed that Into the Light didn't piggyback onto Sound of Freedom for awareness. I think, you know, if anything, it should go in back into the uh, box office and somehow just wake people up to the extent that this is such a huge problem. It's like, you know, the Republicans are asking, where's Hunter? The Democrats are asking, where's the evidence? Why aren't they both asking, where are the children? So I'd just like to get your response on that as a possible answer to stopping the impervasive, you know, repetitive behavior that's happening. Tara, let's get your thoughts first. Go ahead. Well, let's take a real life example that's happened in the last few years. So if anybody... Again, my husband is from El Salvador. If you've been watching President Bukele, he says my priority of my country is to keep my citizens safe. Hey, that's that sounds like a pretty basic thing, right? So anyone who was harming the citizenry is now in a one of the most secure facilities, you know, penitentiaries that exist in Central America. He built the largest criminal facility in Central America. And he put people who were harming people there. So I love, I love now, him just for the record. You know, I know. <laughs> He's Kelly, great. <laughs> yes. And it's super bueno. But yeah. the, the, the thing is, is this is not hard. If we just enforce the laws that were on the books, then then people wouldn't be committing the crimes. But when you enable criminal behavior, what do you expect? I mean, that's the thing. If there's no punishment for breaking the law, then people are going to break the law. So we need to hold people accountable. If they commit crimes, then they need to serve, they need to serve their time. And if people are harming others, then they need to be taken out of the society. It's, it's simple. It's, Pretty simple to me. Absolutely. Mary. They just, well, they just had the first death penalty case uh, down in Florida. They passed the death penalty for uh, two pedophiles. Well, for pedophiles, for anybody that hurts children, but for pedophiles. And uh, that's that is uh, I'm I'm very aware of the death penalty. This this death penalty bill, it's been given to uh, many AGs around the country. So that is um active trying to get that passed. That's why, you know, governors and AGs are so important. The states are so important because mm-hmm. they can do that. And in Florida, they did it and they just used it on two, two very bad, bad pedophiles. And uh, that's a big thing down here in Florida for that to happen. That's great because they didn't, they didn't think they were going to, you know, they got the bill, but they didn't think that they would, you know, actually do it. And that is uh, a system that we all know was infiltrated ags were infiltrated by soros yep. he put ags he he did it it was it was brilliant kind of strategy uh to go into our country and do that 
and he did it. And he put these really bad, bad AGs into our government. And the justice, the justice system is a mess. It's not fair. Well, it's two tiered. It's a mess. And we all saw well, that with General Flynn. Sorry, but that's what we saw. And we see, and we well, see many, they were many able to January 6th. With, with lawfare. And the fact that, you know, they were so skilled at going at the loopholes of the laws, the very few prosecuted ones, or getting out of actual crimes, uh, I don't call it the pardon system, whatever, but they use the law, whether it's in lawfare form, whatever, to be specifically vague. That's what I call it, because we haven't done on our part worldwide, but even as a nation, because we can control our laws to that extent, we haven't set up a national age of majority. Okay, I don't know if you ladies knew, but 1900s, the turn of the century, the age of majority was 10. Okay, that's because people weren't living so long. But now they've extended it to kids. They can be on their parents' insurance till they're 26. How, how crazy is that? So can we have a national age of majority that, you know, anybody prepubescent, I, as, a, as the saying goes, I know it's crude, but old enough to bleed, old enough to breed, all right? Anybody younger than that threshold should have the castration as their only option, okay? Uh, and, and hopefully we get a national, uh, international, you know, age of majority, because a lot of these countries that consider young child brides, they're just that, they're brides. But they also come with very heavy adultery uh, punishments, so... You marry a 12 year old, you're stuck. All right. You can't have several wives. So in that respect, if there's a punishment for going over the law, you're going to get some ramifications. And like I say, if it's not international, it should be at least national. So you don't have states like California passing minor attractive, you know, persons rights. And it's like, no, that's, that's not the way the nation needs to be looking at the next generation. We should all have a baseline from which to operate. Um, and when it comes to even like the computer, uh, you know, so much information can be uploaded or downloaded to people's phones and computers and stuff. And I really think that the blackmail tool that the deep state has, so whether it's judges, you know, politicians, whatever. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the, uh, the the counting of the ballots in Arizona, and they had helicopters flying around. Well, there was a story going out that people's phones were being geofenced, but also having information taken off and put on. So even in the technological respect, I'd hate to be a person that had, you know, phony uh, child pornography loaded onto my phone, and it's like, next thing you know, there's a knock on my door, and it's like, hey, you know, there's got to be actual tangible proof, and it has to go through the court system, but if you can't trust the court system. So I think there's got to be a better answer out there that everybody can get along on the same page and say, this is the age of the majority, this is rape, this is consensual, this is that, and we can all move forward. It's the same thing with the Middle East. You know, you get the top mullah, the pope, and, you know, uh, the top rabbi. You get them all together, and one, 
they have to agree that yeah, everybody else has the right to exist. And then you work it out from there. You work out all the things you have in common and, uh, under Abrahamic law, and you let the world know this is all we want. We want to exist, and these are our boundaries. And then hash it out from there. But until you have that basis point to, to control and conduct legal activities, you're, you're running blind. And I can say, I think it's the same thing with, you know, the age of majority. Can we all get together and say, you know, dating a 12-year-old is wrong. Dating a 14-year-old is, is wrong unless you're willing to marry them. Just getting on a page where, you know, anything other than the consensus is illegal and you will be punished. And if it has to be publicly first, then have it done. You know, public castration sends a, a hell of a message. And like I said, whether it's men or women, it, it sends enough message that we're thinking about our children and the future. Well, every state has their own set of uh, procedures, laws, and policies. I mean, those things are on the books. I remember up in Rhode Island, where I came from, there was some very serious old policies and very old uh, uh, laws on the books that uh, had children, you know, you could have uh, prostitution inside, but can't go on the street. So, I mean, it's just every state has to look at, at what they have on their books and charters. And so, you know, I don't, you know, overall, I don't think that's ever going to happen, what you're talking about. I mean, it's a great thing to think of, but I don't know if that could possibly even, I mean, that's why it's important for every state to understand what each, what each state has mm -hmm. on their books and, and protect children. I mean, you know, that's very important that people get inside their local, you know, state local communities and find out what's on their charters find out what's what's on their charters that protect children and defend families what is it and and really people need to do that honestly that yeah. local action is big yeah local yes. state local action. yeah I, local action local action and, and, and the other thing is you've got religions every religion has a different set of rules i mean this country was set on judeo-christian values period that's it and those constitutional laws and, and, and Bill of Rights are very important for us to remember. Our, our culture is, is on, you know, they wrote about the individual rights of a person. Yeah. They didn't do that with a culture or a whole, you know, a whole culture, like the all Irish or all, you know, uh, Arab. It, it's an individual right. And that's what they based this constitution on. That's why it's so beautiful. Yeah. All right, Kay Casey, well. we, we got to okay. go to we got to go to the next caller because we're almost out of time and we've got three people on the line and I've still got to do the foxholes, uh, foxhole uh, okay. gold pills. I, I, I just my my closing point on this is uh, you are so right about Meta and Facebook with the uh, you know the controlling of the, whether it's Wayfair or you know FC or whatever, but also now watch X in the sense that I've never seen so much pornography on that site now, and I understand it's free speech, this, that, or whatever, but that is another gateway for the pornography, and I think one of the big legal questions down the road might be actual child pornography via AI. So don't dismiss yep. that from the equation. Oh, absolutely. That, that's the scariest absolutely. thing. So, absolutely. You know, God bless you ladies. Have wonderful holidays. Thank and you. go Lions. 
<laughs> Merry Christmas, Casey. We'll talk to you Merry soon, Christmas. buddy. Appreciate you. All right. So uh, let me say thank you to Ohio Kimmy over on uh, Pilled.net. Thank you also to Porpoiseful. A boneless chicken says, uh, this is a great topic, buddy. God bless your brave guests. We know what happens to those who expose CPS. Well, luckily, uh, one of the one of the reasons that I think, you know, people end up paying the ultimate price is because of a lack of visibility. We're not uh, we we certainly don't have that with both of you. You're both uh, loud, proud out there and you have a, a major major group of people behind you. So, uh, but yes, your prayers, your thoughts and prayers should be in our thoughts and prayers. We should be making sure that nothing happens to you. Uh, Filter Dog One, thank you for that. Thank you to Sean Joe. Uh, thank you again to Sean Joe. Filter Dog, thank you. Porpoiseful, thank you. Ohio Kimmy and Filter Dog, thank you to Porpoiseful and Filter Dog and Ohio Kimmy. And Akira says, Red Pill 78, uh, God bless Mary and Tara for what they're doing, helping to expose these crimes. Absolutely. Uh, truthful mama. Thank you. Filter dog one. Thank you. Uh, Vader three, six, nine says much love RP and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well, buddy. Uh, thank you to filter dog and LKW cross says prayers for the children insight. Gino. Good to see you, buddy. Thanks for those shades. Filter dog says, I just want to scream at this because I feel helpless. Well, uh, you know, you're not helpless. That's the thing. And, and, and I think that, you know, we've hit on it a number of times tonight, you know, Action in your local community. I truly believe that's the only way this is going to be addressed. You know, Sheriff Grady Judd, man, I want to interview that guy so bad, but I don't know that I, know. I feel like he doesn't want to come on the show late either <laughs> because I've gotten in touch with his office and he said, I'm not going to be able to do it. Anyways, Grady Judd, if you're ever watching, uh, you're a hero as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. We need to name them and shame them. We got to put them out there. We need to call these people out uh, because they've been existing in the shadows. And it's people like Grady Judd that are going to address these problems locally because at the federal level it's so widespread you know there's this umbrella there's this layer of protection and 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 local sheriffs they have the power to actually run these things to go after these people to make them pay and you as a as a citizen you know you have the ability to get involved and, and to be part of this as well and i think that you know the point that you made mary about all of the resources you have on the website you know you can help raise awareness as an individual person yes you can yes you can get together with people you know i think that we really need to be thinking about our 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 local uh, uh, groups are, are there's these collectives that we can make, you know, like-minded individuals, people who care about life, liberty, freedom, pursuit of happiness, protection of children. You know, you need to make friends with people that are like that so that everybody can begin to organize locally. Uh, let's see. Also, thank you to Filter Dog, who says, uh, Zach, your patience with these ladies that have a critical message is fantastic. Well, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's an important message and I don't know that it's patience. I mean, this is passion, I would say. Uh, poor Purposeful. Thank you. Filter dog. Thank you. Greenbeard. Hey, our buddy Greg's out in the audience. Thank you for being here. Um, Woken, woken, walked. Uh, he dropped some shade, said uh, prescient topic, Red Pill. God bless you and these bold, beautiful women of strength and conviction. Truly God's work. 100 percent agree. Filter dog says I caught the Midwest accent. I don't, I don't know what that one was, but uh, 17 is coming for you, says uh, we need to make the consequences so bad. If convicted, put molesters and drug dealers to death. I didn't know that they just put a couple of pedophiles to death they down did. here. That's I just I, yeah, yeah, that's so did. great. They, it just came out. It was just on the news about these two guys that they're going to use it on. And that's it. That's that's very once they'd use it once. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we need to we need to put that live on television. I'll talk about that in detail Monday, guys. Uh, Filter Dog, uh, part of the problem is uh, the ones that are supposed to protect the children are in on it. Yes, the institutionalized yeah. nature of this. I mean, like, it's really unfortunate, but the pedophiles learned a long time ago that if they really want to be able to engage in this stuff, they've got to become the politicians. They've got to become law enforcement. They've got to get involved in the federal government, which is why we need to do all of those things so that we can address the issue at its core. And Filter Dog says, uh, what does that mean there's a Walmart full of infants in Texas from Tesla Dove? Uh, I'm not certain. A Walmart full of infants. Uh, Tara, is that, is that where they're processing these children at, at an empty Walmart yes. or something? Okay. Yes. Yes. And if you go to probably almost any search engine and put in Carlos Ariano. Okay. He is the transportation specialist who worked for MVM, and that's Mike Victor Mike. He's done lots of interviews. He's actually on the America's Future, Where Did the Children Go? But there is one, I mean, they've got these children in Walmarts all across Texas. And you can actually see some of the facilities. There's a guy, Ryan Matta. Um, There is Muckraker. Also, um, oh, yeah, Muckraker, can, yes. yeah, Muckraker, Anthony Rubin. I mean, he's he has documented all of this. And there is one one of the Walmarts is specifically just for the infants. So wow. every transportation specialist, they did not like going there. Carlos explained that, you know, he's not a father. And so here he's got this crying infant that he's got to take on a plane. Mm. He doesn't know how to you know, calm the infant down and everybody's looking at him. And then they're wondering, like, did he steal the child? And these are the children that he was transporting to sponsors in the United States. And those were like strip clubs and and seedy crack houses and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's terrible. Okay, you guys, if you haven't seen the the uh, the program yet, that's the link that's in the description. So I, I suggest that you watch it after this. And I've I've actually wanted to interview uh, Carlos. If you can help me get in touch with him after tonight, I would love to have him on the show. All right, let's bring in our next caller, Jeremiah Bullfrog. Hey, oh, do you know who Jeremiah, Jeremiah. is? <laughs> He's in Michigan. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he is joining. We're waiting for I'm his. So glad he is. Audio to connect. Could... Yeah. Uh, and then Fredo also on Rumble says, uh, I want to thank these two fine ladies for fighting the good fight. And thank you, Zach, for bringing their fight to everyone's attention. We need 100,000 more Tara and Marys in this world. Merry Christmas to all. Thank you very much, Fredo. He also says, wood chippers for all pedos. <laughs> Feet first. Make wood chippers great again. Fight like a Flynn against these predators. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Jeremiah, are you on the line? He's yeah. here. Oh, in there. Hey. W- welcome to the program. For bringing their fight to everyone's oh, mute the stream. There you go. <laughs> how are we doing? Excellent. How are you? Pretty good. Hey, man. Yeah, I had I couldn't pass the opportunity to come in and say hello. And uh, talk about Project Milk Carton, right? Yes, ma'am. I was going to try to do a shameless plug. <laughs> please, please do tell us what is that. Please, please do. Amazing. So, so Pro- Project Milk Carton, um, and I actually wanted to loot on this the whole reason why I jumped on was that um, I think I heard someone say that they, you know, wanted to know how to get involved, how to show people things that are that nature yes. of what's actually going on. <laughs> One way you could do that. And this is what I tell everybody, just Google uh, DOJ child exploitation and it'll pop up a bunch of cases that you yeah. can see that this is actually going on. It's, it's a real problem. Exactly. There's things happening. Um, but to that point, um, <clears throat> 
it was a group of us that got together and this is something that everybody could do because we're nobody, I'm nobody special. You know, we just got together. It's like, we got to do something. So we got together and figured out how we could, um, I would, would say a think tank, but um, we're researchers, right? So we were researching the stuff. Um, uh, 17th SOG and I uh, was researching the NGOs and, and all that stuff. And <clears throat> we, we were like, man, there was so much we couldn't do it all together. So we pulled in a team. and was like, hey, we need some help on this. That's and right. then um, we started thinking as we dove deeper into it to see the bigger problem of it. We're like, man, there's, we got to figure out a way to, 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 to do this, you know, um, and one of the things we researched on was in Ohio and, um, and the missing kids were in Ohio. So I started to look for those missing kids and I realized that we had to dig way deep into the AG's page to find these missing kids. And most of them didn't have, um, didn't have, uh, pictures or a lack of information. So we, we, we came up with this project milk carton to, um, to, to put it out there, make them aware. So basically, you know, um, if somebody that sets on, on the, uh, the PC basically all day long and he just puts out on Twitter, um, and Facebook and, uh, soon to come Instagram, um, these, um, pro- these milk cartons. I- I'm sure you remember the old milk oh, cartons yeah. where you had the ch- missing child's face on it and yeah. they would put those out. So now we're, we're putting that out on Twitter. Um, yeah. and other social medias and we get a lot of the other things coming along with it as well. That's great. Uh, <clears throat> So, yeah. yeah, but to, to that point, there's actionable things that you can do, even if it's just talking to your neighbor. Yep, make great awareness. Or these Twitter spaces I'm finding are extremely um, valuable. Um, I call them our speakeasies of the day. <laughs> you know, we go in there, and make people aware of of what's going on publicly, and right. how to get local um, to, to change all this. So, Jeremiah, what's the account so people can follow and and stay abreast of what you guys are putting I can't out. can't see it. I got one on my thing. Can't see it because of my brightness, but it's awesome. It's really good. It's, it's, it's like getting out of the, what they're doing is getting away from the Amber alert mm-hmm. nonsense because those are all compromised. Oh, yeah. All of them are. They're all, they're all being run by comp, you know, people <laughs> that are nefarious people. Well, with as many children as go missing, I mean, I see maybe two or three Amber alerts a year. You know, I mean, and like those come directly to your phone. I mean, I just I know it's happening, but I mean, you're not seeing it publicized in the way that you should. And the crazy thing about that, too, is um, so you hear a lot of people, if you hear anybody speaking about the missing, the kids, the border going missing, Mm -hmm. you know, 85,000 plus, plus, plus. Um, But what they're not understanding is a lot of these kids are going missing from our our own state, it's our, our right. kids it's at our front door. Yep. yep. And the longer that we allow this to happen, the worse it's going to get. That's right. Yes. Yeah. It's bad now. It's worse. It's bad now, you guys. There's a tidal wave coming up through this country. It's mm. a Sanumi. Yep. Yep. Of, yes. of missing kids and, and stuff going on. It's crazy. 100%. And, and, and so you go to Project Milk Carton um, on Twitter. And uh, you'll you'll see. I don't have the um, the link in front of me, but it's Project Milk Carton. If you just search for it, you'll you'll see it. It's got a milk carton of an angel on on it um, on the profile pic. But um, okay, I I, I just found it. I'll I'll put it out. It's it's at p underscore milk carton. So I'll pass out the link, and you guys can follow it. Definitely follow it. Absolutely. I appreciate that. No problem, man. No problem. Anything I can do to help. I mean, obviously it, it needs more attention. And uh, no, you, and you make an excellent point. I mean, this information should be 
top of the list. You know, I mean, yeah. like you go to, uh, you know, any government website that has to do with something related to this and it should be front and center. You know, I mean, like I used to build websites. I know exactly what goes into it and the way that information is structured. It's based upon what you want people to see. You know, what do you want people to pay attention to? Well, clearly, it's not the missing kids because that should be the first thing that you see. Absolutely. Yeah. And I also wanted to say that um, these two ladies are amazing. And I was I was in Michigan. I'm actually from Missouri, but I drove up to Michigan to, to be a part you of did. this project. And the information that I was able to receive there was phenomenal. And there's so much that I didn't know. And I've been you know, looking into this for a long time that, that was highly valuable. <laughs> Excuse me. And it teaches you how to get local, how to, to spot the, thing, um, <clears throat> the trafficking, the issues, um, what you could do in your own community. It's very important and very powerful. Yeah. And, um, good stuff. It's good stuff for people to learn, right, Jeremiah? And there's you. more coming. I mean, we, you know, we're net, we're, I mean, I'd like to bring these guys with me. You know, I'd like to bring them. We, we're going to, Every state we can, my brother says, we're going to 50 states. Well, well, we need funding for that, too. So if anybody <laughs> wants to help us out, that's good, too. Makes we sense. We are going to go. Yes, we're going to go. To America's future. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but we are. But we're going to make it inexpensive for, for just regular people to come through. And we've just, we're building a great network of, of real, true people that believe in this and believe that children are our future and we cannot hurt children. We cannot hurt children. Amen. Nobody exactly. should exactly. be hurting any child. Exactly. And Jeremiah is a perfect example how one voice makes a difference. Yes. Right? I mean, he is making a difference. He's got a community that he's working right. with in his home state. And right. you too can do that. And so yeah. That's yeah, exactly I mean, right. Yeah, yeah. Actually, so to that to that point, um, I'd like to say it's just me. It's not, not. There's a team of us. But the thing about that is, is so anything that I learn, I can bring back to my group, and we're we're yeah. still all over the country. I mean, that's that's right, right. and that's what it's about. Right. You know, that's what this country was built on was people in their communities getting together and believing in something they didn't either like it or they did like it or something. They just got together and grouped together and built built a plan and did it. And they were activated and that's and and they were educating themselves too. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how this country is and that's how this country will always be. That's how American spirit is. We are, we are Americans. And anybody else that doesn't believe in this country and the values of this country is a guest in this country. That's right. Get out. If not, get out. Because that's how I feel. Now we have to. We got to draw the line and take a stand. Absolutely. And I, you know, if I guess maybe because I had the privilege to travel when I was young, I realized at a very early age when I was outside of the United States that. Wow, there's there's no place like the USA. That's and right. that's why everybody wants to come here. Yeah. Is because they want that freedom that we have. And so we need to remember that. We should be proud as Americans. And right. we have the country that everybody wants to come to. Yeah. And so we 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 have a great history and we can you know, we can make a difference. We can. And so I'm grateful for people like Jeremiah. It was so nice to meet you in person. 
Oh, you guys too. Highlighting my weekend. <laughs> well, Jeremiah, I want to say thank you so much for uh, for calling in, buddy. And um, do, do you have any other accounts that you want people to to know about? That would be uh, good. No, that, just that one. Um, okay. I mean, if you could follow Seventeenth Sog, we do um, a lot of research together. He puts out mm-hmm. Substacks based solely on well on a lot of things local action, how to how to take local action, um, and NGOs. It's got a breakdown of the NGOs, the monies, the it's mapped out tremendously. And he's just constantly mm-hmm. pushing and posting. So that's one uh one I would I would say to um to keep an eye on. Okay. And uh biggest one is Project Milk Carton. I mean, we need to push that, get eyes on these kids, um and 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 bring awareness to it. I mean, like I said, when these when I say these are speakeasies, these aren't the you know, the the days of when they were using speakeasies when they had to go to Virginia you know, and hide in, 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 in basements. I mean, we have the capabilities of spreading this so much faster because we've yeah. got yeah. people all over the country that go into these spaces and speak. So yeah. even if, if you don't, you don't think you have a big voice. And I tell everybody this, um, I didn't have a big voice until I started speaking. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. If you've got 300 followers or, or 200,000 followers, go out and speak on this because somebody's hearing you. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, listen, buddy, thank you so much for uh, for the call. I really appreciate it. And I hope we get to see you again. Absolutely. Thanks. Hey, you and I'm going to talk about this on Monday on my show at 5 p.m. OK, perfect. Appreciate okay. you. Really yep. well. Thank you. We'll see you. All right, you guys, we've got two more callers. We're going to take them each in quick succession. And I'm going to ask you to please be brief with a single question for these ladies, because I also need to use the restroom. So I, I don't want to don't want to be rude and get up, but we're just going to go ahead and take this one quickly. Caller, thank you so much. We're at the end of the show. So if I can ask you to just briefly ask your single question of Tara and Mary, uh, I would appreciate it. Who are we talking to? Uh, Freya. Freya, welcome to the show. Freya, okay, so yes, I, I hate to cut you short, but please uh, go ahead with your question. Nope, you're, you're, you're not cutting me short tonight, Zach. Okay, go ahead, they, buddy. Uh, these two ladies are my one of my biggest heroes. Your deposition in front of Congress changed uh, my life. In, you know, I don't want to be dramatic, but it gave me hope. Thank you so much for doing what you're doing. I, I have traveled the world, and I, I know a little bit about this this uh, child sex trafficking stuff. Uh, if you if you think that it's not coming to America, it's already here. But my experiences in the Philippines, oh my goodness, ladies, we have a a, a hard road to, to sell here. It's true. It's very true. All right. Well, Freya, thank you so much for the call, you know, buddy. Our, 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 our culture, our culture, is just starting to change. Where a lot of these cultures and other countries have been there for a long time. The way they treat children and the way they treat their kids. You know, we've all heard heard these stories about how people were throwing their daughters in dumpsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're not that far away from that. It's sort of the same thing. Yeah. It's true. It's this, true. This is this already is happened. That's happened a few face. times. Absolutely, that's yeah. happened. Yeah. Oh yeah. This yeah, is well. the biggest evil we face, yeah. and if we don't get this right, there's no coming back from it. Okay. No, no. It, it, and it's not just an American problem. This problem needs to be solved throughout the whole world. Oh yeah, totally. absolutely. Yeah. When I was in the military, a lot of the contractors that I worked with that were civilians. 
there was a subculture where, you know, they all, sh- uh, you know, shuck and jive about how they're going to go to Thailand <sighs> and get themselves five or six hookers. <sighs> you know, it's sort of the same disease. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, of course it you is. Know, that stuff ex- Absolutely. That stuff exists out there. That yeah. stuff exists. I have seen it. I witnessed it. I've even become victim to a certain portion of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's real. It's evil. Yeah. And it is the tip of the spear. And you ladies are on it. Thank you so much for what you did Thank in front you. of Congress. That took a lot of balls. And you gave me hope, and that's all I got to say, ladies. Zach, thank you so much for for the time. <laughs> Absolutely. God, keep up the good work, ladies. God bless. Thank you. God bless God, you, brother. You. Merry God Christmas. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> all right. And then one final question from Fredo over on uh, on Rumble. He says, what do you think about Michael Jackson? I think he was a good guy personally. He had a screwed up childhood, but really question his accusers. Was he killed because he was anti-pedo? Michael Jackson is somebody who basically everybody has a, an opinion on. What I will say, I don't know Michael Jackson personally. I don't know his heart, uh, but I will say, you know, he was not convicted. What's that? Go ahead. I, I know personally. You knew Michael Jackson personally? Do I, I, I met him. I met him in Newport, Rhode Island in the middle of the winter when they accused him the second time of child molestation Mm -hmm. and he went off and hid away. And in the middle of the winter, I was working at the breakers for the Vanderbilts and the preservation society in Newport, big, huge mansions. My office was up in the nursery of the Vanderbilts house on uh, ocean drive there in Newport there, Bellevue Avenue. And I got a call from the curator and he said, there's a VIP coming through your house. And I said, why? <laughs> and I got to open this whole house up for who? Who is it? I was so ticked off. You don't know. I mean, I'm talking a mansion. Okay. Yeah. I, it was dark and dingy. I didn't want to leave the room. It was so scary. And I said, you got to be kidding me. Who's this VIP? Oh, I'm not telling you. They were joking with me. I had two girls working in the back that were counting, they were counting money mm-hmm. and they, they all knew and they wouldn't tell me who it was. And I huffed and puffed and I went downstairs and I called the caretaker and I said, turn the lights on. We have somebody coming through this house. I'm, I'm cursing. I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm very pissed off that this, that this house had to be open for a VIP. Open the do- the bottom doors to this beautiful house, and who's coming in the office in through these beautiful doors is Michael Jackson, about five of his bodyguards. Wow. Wow. Big, huge men come walking in behind him, and he's in a hoodie, and he comes up to me, because he's my age. He's the same age as I am, and he comes up, and he shakes my hand, and I almost fell over. I I absolutely almost passed out and I held myself and I said, Michael Jackson. I looked up to, and there's two girls, the two girls that were, that were with me laughing their asses off. Excuse me saying that (laughs) at me because they got me. They caught me. They knew I, I loved him. I mean, I loved his music. I love Michael. Who doesn't like Michael Jackson? Absolutely. Yeah. So I walked him through that building. He stayed with me for three hours. 
that building, he walked, we walked, because we have nine kids in my family, and I showed him where we surfed. I looked over at the house, and we, he talked about his nine brothers and sisters and how he grew up. Wow. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it was fascinating walking side by side with him. He was, he was phenomenal guy. He was, he was amazing. He was wonderful. And I, I really questioned what was going on with him. And I truly believe that he, he was a victim of his father Mm -hmm. uh, and his father was very abusive. He was a victim of, of the music industry. Yeah. Yeah. They stole his music. They stole everything from this guy. And he, he, whether he was abused or whatever was happened to the guy, I mean, it's not right to hurt children, but I'll tell you, I believe he was sacrificed. I really do believe they had to get him. They had to get him out. I really, I think that they've done that with others. Oh, Prince. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was fascinating. That's my Michael Jackson story. I got to tell you this. I went home and I said to my kids and my husband, I said, I had a great day today. And they said, oh, good, mom. And I said, I said, I walked Michael Jackson around the breakers for about three hours today. And they went, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Nobody believed me. Did you get his autograph? I said, no, I didn't. That's so funny. So, oh, my gosh, I can't even believe it. <laughs> oh, did you get a picture at least? But I didn't care. I didn't care. I was so, I was just, I didn't care about that. I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. I don't know that I would have remembered to do something like that. That's so wild. Okay. So, well, you know, I was going to say, you know, the one thing that I know is that Michael Jackson wasn't convicted of molesting kids, you know? And I mean, like that's, that's an important distinction. You know, a lot of people will hear this, these things, you know, and you look at what happened to him, you know, he was vilified in the press. They convicted him before anything else happened. And, you know, and what do I know? I know I don't trust the mainstream media. You know, Michael Jackson was, you know, as an artist, he would he's he's worth more dead than alive to the record company. And that's the same thing they did to Prince. And they they tried to say Prince was crazy, too, but he wasn't. You know, he just didn't want to be controlled. He was basically a slave to the record company. And I think Michael Jackson was the same way. So, Tara, what's your opinion? (laughs) Well, I I don't know Michael Jackson, right? I didn't ever know him. So yeah, yeah. uh used to love his music, but yeah, I yeah, thanks I for letting me say that know. too, by of the way. Of course, of course. No, no, absolutely. So well, and thank you, Fredo, for asking as well. All right, mm-hmm. uh ladies, we are at the end of the program. And uh, Tara, as you know, I always like to ask my guests, uh, what would you really like for the audience to take away from our conversation tonight? Tara, let's begin with you. Okay, well, Zach, I want to thank you so much again for highlighting, right, what we know is government-sponsored, taxpayer-funded child trafficking. And there's children right now who, if we don't organize in the states, if we don't do something, nobody's coming for them, Mm -hmm. right? Nobody's coming for them, and the children need you, and you can make a difference. That's what I want your audience to know. You can make a difference. Get involved in your community. Go to americasfuture.net. Uh, get involved when the, when the summit comes to your state. Be there. Mm-hmm. And you'll be surrounded by other people in your state who also care about the issue. Great. So, again, Zach, just thank you so much. And, of course, Mary, it's always great to see you. <laughs> and, Mary, you same too. question. Well, I, I absolutely get involved with your local community. Get trained. Learn, come to our summits, come to our training. 
It's wonderful to, to teach people their eyes open up, uh, you know, uh, you know, getting local action can do a lot. You know, you can, you can, you can be on the alert for children. You can always watch out and protect for, uh, protect a child, you know, and their families. Very important to start to bond with each other in communities about this issue. Um, there's really a lot you can do and people can, people can figure out what they need to do in their own communities too, because everybody's communities are different, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's important and it's important. I got to say this. It's important to vote. Yep. yep. I'm going to bring this issue up. It's important to vote. Do not give up on your vote. That is a duty that every citizen has. And that makes a difference because you can find out who's running for office, who's not caring about children. Just ask them, you know, so your vote is very important just because some of these people aren't being held accountable and and nothing's being done and blah, blah, blah. We can't do that. You've got to vote. You've got to go out and vote. That's really, I mean, that's, that's important for children and families. Absolutely. All right. And Fredo ends by saying, great show, Zach. Enjoy your tacos. I promise I will. Thank you both for being here. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. You know, you're always welcome again in the future. Everybody at home, thanks for hanging out. Thank you so much for the generous support. Good luck and God bless. We'll be back Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on another episode of Red Pill News Live. Until then, peace out.